The hard is what makes it great. Some people call the hard the grind. Inside every single one of the hitter's notebooks that I give my athletes, the first page talks about the grind. It beats you up. It tears you down. And that's what having goals is like. That's what being in pursuit of something bigger than yourself is like. It's supposed to be hard. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just going to dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agle, and I'm thrilled to be back. You know, I this is my first solo episode, because I was just with my husband for the past two, of 2022, and I thought it would be a great time to talk about goals. I mean, it's January. I'm huge on goals. I talk about goals a lot. I talk about having goals a lot, but last week I actually did a webinar, a mastermind with parents and coaches, and the topic of having commitment to your goals versus just being interested in your goals came up. And that was kind of a controversial but exciting topic that we talked about during this mastermind. And there was tons of feedback that came back with committed versus interested. Now, most people, I'm just going to say this out out loud, are going to be interested in goals, which is why most people don't pursue the goals that they have for themselves within the year or even by the end of the month. You see, this is where people talk about, you know, the gyms are always packed in January and then come February, March, they're back to what they were in December. And that's kind of how this topic can be thought about is those people that decided to be committed for the entire year of the goals that they have for themselves I'm going to talk about today, what is the difference between those people versus the ones that quit a few weeks in, a month in, a few months in? And we're going to talk about that today. 
And I'm very excited to do it because I think a lot of people have big goals for themselves, but the problem is many people aren't getting to them because they don't have these key features that we're gonna be talking about today. We need to rethink it. We need to rethink goals. And actually, one of the very first episodes that I ever did on this podcast, it might even be like the second episode, was having a goal is the key to everything. And I help athletes create goals for themselves. If you're a parent who needs to create a goal for yourself, that would be a good episode for you too. It's just anybody who wants to pursue something, it's good to kind of go through how to have the goal. Now it's kind of, we're, today we're going to talk about how to actually keep the goal. So goals, they're epic. They're awesome. I feel like every single person should be in pursuit of something. We all need them. But the problem is not enough people are committed to the goal. Literally, my senior quote, my senior year of high school, it took me a while to figure out which quote that I wanted to do. But one of my favorite movies was A League of Their Own. And my dad and I would watch that together all the time. Actually, I watched it with my whole family. And a Jimmy Dugan quote from that movie was, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. The hard is what makes it great. Some people call the hard the grind. Inside every single one of the hitter's notebooks that I give my athletes, the first page talks about the grind. It beats you up. It tears you down. And that's what having goals is like. That's what being in pursuit of something bigger than yourself is like. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, you wouldn't be taking action. If it wasn't hard, you'd be like most people who don't want to be in discomfort. You have to be in discomfort to grow. So what are some things that go into being committed? being brave. Being brave. You can do that in, in many ways. It's standing up for yourself. It's believing in yourself when nobody else does. It's making decisions that you don't want to do, but you need to do in order to make this goal happen for yourself. All the XYZs, right? A brave example of me wanting to play D1 softball was I had to be able to say, okay, I'm just not going to have a social life on the weekends in the summer. And I have to be brave enough to tell my friends that I can't hang out with them. And that I care about them, but I can't hang out with them. And some people understood it and some people didn't. Another feature of being committed is action. That's actually the word that I chose for myself in 2022 because there were too many projects that I wanted to do last year that I didn't do. Well, one, I guess I got married. We got a house and I was a little busy, which no excuses, but these things are on my heart that I really want to pursue. And this year I am making it a priority for me to get to the goals that I have to take action more action than I ever have. And that requires some sacrifice, which is another, another element of being committed. Being around people around you who push you. Too many of us are around people who say negative things to ourselves that try to pull you down. And I'm talking specifically mostly, mostly to athletes, but I think everybody has some people around them that they should probably be spending less time with because it makes you feel lesser than. It makes you feel like you're comparing yourself to other people. It makes you feel like you're not good enough. And some people out there want you to feel that way. And it, But if you're around people who push you and challenge you in beneficial ways, this is why I married my husband, you're going to grow more. You're going on the path of being committed towards your goals. You have to commit to friends who are committed to you and the goals that you have as well and that push you to make it happen. That's the whole point of having a coach. Coaches are out there to push you, to get you out of your comfort zone. You need to be around those people. 
if you want to pursue your goals. Another one is willing to look like an idiot. (laughs) How many times when we first learned how to walk did we fall on our face, but we got back up again? And then we probably look a little silly falling on our face, right? There's there's things that we're doing where we're falling on our face a lot, but you got to be willing to fall on your face, willing to look silly, willing to fail in order for this to work. Some people say failure is not a thing. Some people say it's a learning opportunity. Well, looking like an idiot sometimes is necessary. In order to figure out how to dominate that rise ball this year, you're going to look silly on some rise balls and you got to know that. But we got to learn how to laugh about it and move on. But being willing to fail, look silly, fall on your butt, like that is just part of this process and it makes you human and it makes you committed. The next one is embrace the suck. This journey that you're about to pursue, like you have this goal and that's the easy part. Creating the goal is the easy part. But embracing everything that it entails includes some some sucky times. It includes some slumps. It includes some really rough days where you have a few errors in a row. Like you have to have those days in order to actually see if you're really committed to it. So just understand throughout the year, the goals that you have for yourself, there are going to be times where like everything in your being is going to say, yeah, you should probably like not have that goal anymore. It'd be way easier. We've talked about this on the podcast. I think we've talked about it on the podcast where basically your brain, actually, no, we didn't talk about that. I don't even remember. We talk about a lot of things. Remind me in the comments if if we've talked about this, but literally your brain is trying to protect you by saying to give up, by saying to stop. When you're in a plank and you're holding it for a minute and everything in your brain is saying you should probably stop, it's because your muscles are being torn. I mean, that sounds kind of graphic, but they're being torn enough for them to expand and grow and get stronger. But your brain is like, no, 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 don't do that. That's discomfort, right? But no, we have to lean into this discomfort. We have to lean into the suck. We have to understand that the suck during this process is actually pushing you and making you grow way more than when you're succeeding. So that is part of being committed. When it gets hard, keep going, stand back up. That's the hard part. You know what you also need to do if you're committed? Not care what other people think. When I had the goal of playing D1 softball, a lot of people had their own opinions, even some family members. Because again, they're kind of like your conscience, your brain trying to protect you. Well, that's going to be a lot of work and effort and sacrifice. And you're going to miss out time with family. You're going to miss XYZ. You're going to miss all this stuff. And like they care about you. But you can't, you can care about them, but you can't let what other people think determine what happens next. And we're going to get into that a little bit more when we talk about what just interested, quote unquote, means in pursuit of our goals. But you cannot let other people dictate what you're going to do. Now, here's the deal. Again, we talked about having people around you who push you. Those people that are pushing you, helping you grow, they're probably going to be there to tell you to keep taking steps, to tell you to keep pushing yourself, to tell you to keep leaning into the discomfort. But some people are going to share ideas, concerns about your pursuits that you're not gonna like hearing. And that probably means you're going in the right direction, all right? When it comes down to the goals that you have for yourself, if it comes down to you wanting to learn how to 
or if you want to, let's say the big audacious goal of playing D1 like I did, you're going to get people who are concerned for you that, you know, really want the best for you, but they don't want you to go that hard for it. And they have their own reasons for it and you can still love them for it, but you cannot care what other people think, especially the people that are just dissing you day in and day out. I literally, I told you this on the podcast, I had a coach in high school tell me that I was not going to play D1. He was my high school coach. You're not going to play D1. Maybe D3, maybe NAIA, but like, nah, I don't see it in the cards for you. And if I cared about what he had to say, I wouldn't have done what I did. I wouldn't even be here right now talking to you. But thankfully, I had a dad who said, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter what he says. The only thing that matters is what you do to make it happen. The only thing that matters is that you keep going. And I will be here behind you this entire time. Thank goodness I had a dad who told me not to care what other people think. Thank goodness. So you got to own it. You got to own this thing. That is the whole part of being committed. You have to own your mistakes. That's another one. That's the last one I'm going to give you. That's what committed is, owning your mistakes. Owning the fact that this is what you want. And this is hard. And this is going to suck sometimes. And this is X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. But you're owning this. And you are defending this. This is the thing that you want. And it's okay to be audacious and want things. But the problem is those people that are interested versus committed, they're doing things like making excuses. I try to make excuses. I literally ate dinner one night. I was like, dad, I'm tired. I don't want to hit. He's like, but what's your goal? Oh yeah, play D1. So we're going to go hit, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. But I was tired. That was my excuse. I didn't want to do it. My dad said, hey, hey, remember this little thing? This this little thing, this big thing you want? You should probably go hit. So I even made excuses. But thankfully, again, I had a dad in my corner who wouldn't let me make excuses. He'd yell at me if I made excuses. Thank goodness he did that. Again, probably wouldn't be where I am. So the interested people, they make excuses. They blame other people instead of owning their mistakes. They blame other people. They blame someone else for the problem. They blame someone else. That first she didn't catch the ball I threw to her. Was it a good throw? Don't blame other people. Own your mistakes. Blaming other people is putting energy into something that doesn't need, like put your energy into other things. Blaming others, excuses. That's just somebody who's interested. Blaming other people, oh, I didn't do the thing that I wanted to do. Somebody else's fault. Like, I get this every day. I love my athletes. I love my athletes, but I'm going to call a couple of them out right now. I'm not going to say their name. But so every single one of them that I meet with in person, they bring their hitter's notebook. They're always growing hitter's notebook because every day we journal. We write about the good, the bad, the ugly, what we're going to work on this week. We plan our week. We journal. But sometimes athletes will say, oh, dad took it out of my bag and I forgot to put it in. You're blaming somebody else. Dad may have taken it out of your bag, but it's your job to come with the thing that I ask you to bring, right? And and honestly, like an athlete's not going to learn that she's from this unless we call it out, right? You can't blame others. I call a spade a spade. I'm like, yeah, dad took it out, but you could have put it back in. And sometimes there's like these crazy things that happen. Like I get it, but like, don't make excuses. Don't blame other people for what you 
are owning. You own this time. Yeah, mom and dad's paying for your lesson. Great. But no, you own this time. And to respect your coach's time, to respect your parents' time, like you have to come prepared. And that is part of the process, being prepared. So don't blame others for your own mistakes. That's just going to go down a rabbit hole and you're going to be off that goal so fast. Don't blame others. Own the mistake. Do the 15 burpees when you don't bring your journal. (laughs) I know some of my athletes that are listening are like, yep, I've done that before. It's life. Own it. Now, the last thing about, or there's a couple more things about people that are just interested towards their goals is that they take the easy route. When the coach says, hey, you can go to your knees. If you absolutely have to, they go straight to their knees because it's easier. Let's say they're doing a plank. Say they're doing a push-up. They don't fight, right? They take the easy route, easy route. No, no, no. We have to be the ones, if we want to make the goals happen, we have to take the hard route. The hard route, the one that pushes us. Again, the one that makes our muscles sometimes like physically tear so that they grow. Like that doesn't come from doing the easy, easy reps. That comes from everything, not just the physical reps, but also the mental reps. The easy route is to get done with your lesson and then go home and not think about that lesson again until the next lesson. That's the easy route. The hard route is go home. Yeah, go get a bite to eat if you're hungry but then work the rest of the week to make sure you dominate the things that you worked on in your lesson. I'm using physical examples of like hitting because I'm a hitting coach and this is just stuff that comes at the top of my mind, but that can come with anything. Distinguish what is the easy route and say, oh, that that would be an interested person towards their goal. What's the committed route? What does that look like? What is my role model probably doing? What is somebody that I look up to a ton? What would she do? What would he do? Like think about that person. They're not taking the easy route. Heck no. They're taking the hard route and it's hard and they know it, but they know that the hard is what makes it great. Let's go back to the Jimmy Dugan quote. Am I right? I think I'm going to title this podcast episode now. The hard is what makes it great. (laughs) And the last thing is an interested person gets told no and stops. The interested person is in pursuit of losing weight and they haven't seen results yet, and then they stop. No, you have to keep going. You have to create the habits. And when somebody tells you no, just like my high school coach told me no, if I would have stopped playing that day, things would be totally different in my life. And I probably wouldn't be as happy. I probably wouldn't be as fulfilled. And I probably wouldn't be doing these things that are absolutely crazy hard that I'm very proud of. I wouldn't have done it. Don't you want to end life knowing that you gave it everything that you had? You fell on your face, but you kept going. It's about leaving a legacy, right? It's about understanding that when you do something, it's not only making yourself better, it's making the people around you better. It's making the ones you love better. I'm getting kind of deep here, but this is kind of where my mind is just going. It's like, no, the no, the no is part of the process. The more you go for something, you're going to get more no's. You're going to get so many no's. They say the person who's failed the most is the one that's the most successful because they've gotten the most no's in their life, but they did something about it. They kept going. They ignored the no. There's literally a girl in high school that told me, hey, yeah, 
you, uh, you're going to ride the bench for four years at Purdue. You're not going to play. And she didn't say this to my face. This is like those keyboard warriors, um, like on social media that are just like outright mean. Like she's talking behind my back. It's fine. I mean, she was my rival. She was a rival high school that from me, she played softball. She didn't go anywhere to play, but she was like, oh yeah, she's just going to ride the bench for four years. And of course I heard about that, but I used it as fuel. I literally used that as like, okay, you don't think I can do it? Watch me. So she was always in the back of my mind, like, oh yeah, this girl doubted me, but here's the deal. I'm going to prove it wrong. And then all of a sudden in pursuit of that, I'm figuring out who I am as a hitter. I'm starting to own my abilities and I'm starting to become the best version of me on the field. So no's are literally no's, insults, whatever. Those are just words. They're not real. They're not real unless you make them real. They have no meaning unless you make it a meaning for you. I don't know if that made any sense. They don't mean anything. What means something is what you do. Your thoughts aren't real unless you make them real, right? Like you doubting yourself, that's part of the process. Doubt is part of the process. You're going to doubt a little bit, but what you do afterwards is the most important. Do you stop or do you keep going? That's the difference between being interested in a goal and being committed to a goal. A goal that sounds cool gets you nowhere. But a goal that lights your heart on fire, a goal that you know you want to do, you want to be, that's what's going to light you up. Now, there's going to be days where you're like super motivated towards the goal and the days and the days where you're not. But what do we talk about? The motivated person, there's nobody that's motivated all the time. I've never met anybody that's motivated every single day of their life. But they create habits so that they do the thing no matter what. They do the workout every day because, just because, like they they do it because that's who they are. They don't make excuses because they're tired one day. There's goals that sound cool and, and that would be like really cool if I did that, but then there's like, no, I'm gonna do this. It's not about sounding cool. It's about doing the thing that sets your heart on fire. So again, go listen to that episode, Having a Goal is the Key to Everything. It was one of the very first episodes of this podcast. It's It's helping you kind of create the goal create the motivation around it, but also create the habits around it to make it actually happen for you. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end with this. Eric Thomas, motivational speaker, he's got a PhD, he's super smart. He came and he talked to Purdue student athletes when I was there. I, I don't know what year at Purdue it was that he came. It's funny because like Ben and I were both on this in this conversation. We both heard him speak before we were dating. It's kind of funny to think about. But he literally said this, and I thought he was absolutely nuts when he said this. He said, you have to want it more than you want to breathe. You have to want it more than you want to breathe. And I was like, that's insane. That's stupid. Nothing's worth having that bad. And then I was literally sitting in the chair at Purdue already, living out a dream that I had for myself. And I thought about it and I'm like, but that's actually what got me here. What got me here had focus and zoned in mentality towards wanting to play D1 softball. And everything, every action that I took in pursuit of it was for this. And that's kind of the mentality that he's talking about. It's like, no matter what, breathing, like you're giving it, like we're all breathing right now. We're not focusing on it, but we're doing it, right? But once we have our breath taken away, how bad do you want your breath back? 
When we get kicked in the stomach, we dive wrong on the ground, we fall off something and we lose our breath. It is scary. It is scary. But when we get back up and we find our breath again, we f- that's kind of the feeling. It's like, until you get there, you're kind of just like breathing, but you don't, but like the purpose behind it doesn't exist. So the thing that you want, I don't care what it is. It could be hit your first home run. It could be game winning hit. It could be diving play. It could be like, it could be my first slide ever. Like, but it's scary. The thought of losing your breath is scary. The thought of not getting the thing that you want should be scary, right? And me having this huge goal to play D1 softball, that was so scary. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I don't have a sibling above me, older than me, to follow the footsteps of. Some of you have that. Lean into that. But it should be scary. If it's not scary, it's not worth it. I hope I'm getting my point across here. Being committed is so different than being interested in a goal. Having a goal is the key to everything. And let me tell you, in pursuit of that thing that lights you up, being in pursuit of it, being focused on it, you'll end up being extremely proud of the person that you become. The crazy thing is not everybody gets to that specific goal that they have for themselves, but who they become in the process, that's what we live for. I had a goal to not only play D1 softball, it was actually play at Notre Dame. I didn't do that. But then I ended up finding my dream school in the process. So be in pursuit of something and be committed to it. Save this episode for later. If you're ever doubting yourself, if you're ever forgetting what that big thing is, if you're finding yourself being interested and not committed, turn this back on. This episode will be here forever and ever. All right. I hope you loved this episode. I loved creating it. I loved that some members of my community had mentioned that this is a big topic and and their their push for this, this made it happen. And, and honestly, if you felt at any point in time during this interview, like, whoa, this kind of hit me hard, I'd love for you to share it with somebody else so they can have that same experience, that they can be in pursuit of something more than they want to breathe. I know it sounds drastic, but it's pretty cool being in pursuit of something big. And if you're motivated through this conversation, if you're excited for something, I'm going to challenge you to share it with one person and write me a review. Let me know, like, what was your favorite part of this? I get a lot of reviews on Instagram. I'm actually going to do a listener shout out after this because what you guys tell me, what you guys share with me, what you guys experience, like, that's what keeps me going. (laughs) So I love every review you guys give me. Thank you so much for them. And I also love knowing what it is that you want to hear more of. So please do that in a review. Write down what it is that you would love to have me dive into a little bit more. Some people have requested some recruiting stuff. Some people have requested, um, you know, mindset. What should you be saying to yourself and all these different things. And I want to give you what you want and what you need. I may give you things that you need that you don't want, but I mean, this conversation might've been that, but that's the whole part of this process. I'm here to challenge your thinking. All right, so hopefully I did that today. Hopefully I can do that next week and the week after and the week after. But thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for spending your, I was gonna say your Wednesday or whatever day you're listening with me. And I can't wait to share with you what's what's to come next week. Remember, the hard is what makes it great. Let's lean into that. Stay awkward, stay humble, keep smiling and keep working hard. See you later. 
All right, I'm excited to do a listener shout out. I have not done one in a long time and that's on me. So this one is actually gonna be an anonymous one because they did not make this public. They didn't publicly put it on Apple Podcasts like all the other ones that I've read. But this one really warms my heart. And I wanna give that person who listens to all of these podcasts a little bit of a shout out. So he said, it's been awesome to watch your journey over the years. To see how far you've come is amazing. Your podcast is outstanding and the learnings from them are top notch. The last couple of years have been tough with COVID, but you're doing an outstanding job in a really challenging environment. Keep crushing it. Well, this one, like I said, I'm almost like thinking about crying right now because of just how hard it has been for all of us. And if you've stuck with me through all of this time, I just wanna thank you. Like this has been a journey that we've all been on together. And I just wanna thank you for being here too. If you want to maybe have a listener shout out in the future, I would love to shout you out. So a lot of times I go to Apple Podcasts and I look at some of the the listener reviews. If you don't feel like writing anything, you can always just give us a five-star, that would be amazing. But if you wanna write a little note, I would love to give you a shout out sometime in the future. So thanks for tuning in this week and I'm excited to see you next week. See you later. So there you have it. Another episode of When the Cleats Come Off is completed. And if you loved it, I would love if you shared this with your softball community. The only way this game grows is if we have people like you that are eager to learn more and are eager to also share that new knowledge with other people. So if this episode really brought somebody that you know into fruition in your brain and you know that they can learn from this conversation, I would love it if you shared it with them because the more people that can learn from this type of conversation, I think the better the game of softball gets. And who knows, maybe this will be shared with other people in other sports because I truly believe some of these conversations, they don't just hit the game of softball, they hit all sports. And if there are people that come to your brain, I would love more than anything if you shared it. If you do share it, make sure you tag me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social platform you hang out on. I would love to see that you're sharing this and I would love to see some of your favorite parts. If you do share it, make sure to tag me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Guys, I'm even on TikTok, Ashley B Training and at Smashly underscore four is where you can find me. And make sure you tell me which part was your favorite. I want to know what resonated with you so that I can create more content like that for you to share with your softball community. I can't wait to share another episode with you. Same time, same place next week. See you later.